0: It's uh, 8.46 and this North Korea story just keeps moving on. We're going to start this week's quotes on that subject. Let me introduce Professor Unjun Song, Graduate School of International Studies, Yonsei University. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, what, you had your pick of quotes this week. We've had North Korea referring to the US as a rabid dog, threatening to sink Japan, wipe out traitors in South Korea. Um, and in between... Uh, we saw South Korea offer eight million dollars worth of aid to North Korea, but then this morning, the other side of the sandwich North Korean missile test
1: yeah, things are getting serious. I think that the uh, you know, President Moon sending you know, humanitarian aid you know trying to read and then even, even the u n security council i mean you know just have a new resolution twenty three seventy five since last week right so I mean they're just saying well we don 't care whatever you do basically so uh, I, I guess they're running out of options other than, you know, keep testing, you know. I mean, it's interesting because you talked before about
0: North Korea needing to provide some coordinates to show the accuracy of its missiles. Right, right, right. I guess they didn't provide you with the coordinates for this latest one.
1: <laughs> the other thing is what they're talking about, the headlines coming up. Why Japanese government did not shut it I mean, shut it down, right? They, they They say they try not to, but, I mean, if they could have shut it down. I mean, that's a good sign, right? Whatever you do it, we'll shut it down, right? But But they didn't.
0: It traveled a thousand kilometers further than the last one, placing Guam well inside the the range for this at 3,700 kilometers, Guam being less than 3,500 kilometers from Pyongyang. Um, But Let's get this quote. This is actually from Balbina Huang, visiting professor at Georgetown University Center for Security Studies. Speaking on September 13th, a couple of days ago. Yeah, um, right, yeah, right. Just, the news is changing all the time, right. but this is what we got here. The latest sanctions provide an important rallying position for the international community to make a strong and unified statement to North Korea that its pursuit of nuclear weapons and their delivery systems is unacceptable. Ultimately, increased sanctions will not end the North's nuclear ambitions, although perhaps they may serve to restrict or slow down the North's access to technology and materials necessary for the advancement of its nuclear arsenal. I guess this brings us to the whole debate on, on what's the point in sanctions in the first place if they're not aimed at uh, ending those nuclear ambitions one way or another.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, just um, after reading the, you know, the hurting, I mean, reading the, you know, quote. I mean, I, was, I found that Professor Huang was wrong. <laughs> Actually, new sanctions and uh, speed up the process. Right? It's very. It's, I think it's up to see that what happened next because that they is. They're not really going as expected. I mean, they're going some direction and they once again, they're running out of cards. So they will just keep doing whatever they have to do. So so problem is, what should we do next, right?
0: Well, North Korea seems to be either speeding up with the intention of, of using whatever resources it has to, to force some solution. Um, is that aimed at talks with the US, as we heard our guests say earlier on in the show, or is it aimed at? Creating a war, which no one thinks is the case, but yeah, but the uh, actions yeah. certainly look that way
1: well, actually, I saw the news is now that, <clears throat> that Donald Trump tried to visit right you know Korea and Japan November, I think, so I guess they're sending message, please stop over Pyongyang, right? I guess it's time to talk, I mean try to have some bilateral talk between you know u s and North Korea. I think that's time to talk right,
0: so you think Trump will stop in Pyongyang? Well, no. you never know right. <laughs>
1: I'd be prepared to uh, have a wager with
0: you on that, but we probably shouldn't. Um, Now, the U.S.'s call for a complete oil embargo, when we talk about these sanctions being effective or not, that oil embargo was not put in place. Do you you wonder whether we will now see an oil embargo, though,
1: another resolution after this morning's provocation? Well, I'm expecting that the last resolution, 2375, took only five business days to get it done, everything. So I guess this is now. It's a Friday here, and it's uh, Thursday in New York. And will be the Friday in New York local time. There will be a uh, new new meetings, and I'm sure they will get another sanction. Uh, I mean, not the resolution next week, which was much much stronger. We'll probably and have a statement right. of condemnation by Monday latest. Plus, I mean, they had about thirty percent about the oil embargo. I mean, the ban, right? But uh, comp- I mean restriction about thirty percent of their uses. But I think this time will be much. You know more, so it's more like an incremental sanction. So you, you, well, they, it was made in anticipation of a further provocation by North Korea. But and see, what happened? They just, they just did it again, right?
0: Um, North Korea calling the U.S. a rabid dog. I mentioned that <laughs> little snippet of a quote earlier. Is that particularly significant now at this point? Uh, hearing these threats uh, at a time when South Korea's also trying to provide more aid to North Korea.
1: Right. I mean, now everything is not clear. I mean, because we don't know what's the next move, right? For example, like, <clears throat> let's see what how Trump, you know, reacted to the situation and let's see how Japan's, you know, government, Japan's government reacted. And the, I think the things got serious and really the pressure is really up. So I guess it's time to some kind of breakthrough, right? Something new way. I mean. We had our guest earlier, again, referring to the
0: interview we did on sanctions um, today talking about the need for six-party talks, you've spoken about the need for dialogue. I just can't see President Trump backing down. It will look like after all this, he's, he's just not likely, is he, to say, okay, fine, North Korea, you're, 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 you win. We'll, have, we'll sit down for talks. Well, I don't think he'll say, you win, North Korea. <laughs> no, but he'll be worried
1: that anything he says will be perceived that way. Oh, yeah, that's the things. But I think he's a negotiator, right? I mean, he know when to talk, right? I guess he's waiting for when the really the pressure is off, you know, tight, tight, you know, environment. And I think that's about time. And I think that's a great time for him, opportunity for him to say something, right? Save the world. I just, you know, talk to Kim Jong un and we'll finish the nuclear, you know, pro- program there. So because I went there and I just finished it. Sounds good, right? Well, you should be a
0: spin doctor. Have you considered <laughs> going into PR? <laughs> but um, I, I wonder whether President Trump will allow himself to, uh, to go down that path or whether he'll be too concerned about this looking like backing down. Um, any further details, we'll bring them to you. There will be news headlines for you in a few moments, but we know that North Korea has carried out a ballistic missile launch this morning, if you're just joining us, uh, and it has travelled over Japan. It's travelled 1,000 kilometres further than its test at the end of last month. And that is why we're talking about the possibility of yet more sanctions, even after the strongest ever package. Uh, Let's talk about our next quote, though. Um, This is from Trade Minister Kim Hyun-chong in a press briefing. We've always had it as an option. However, we need thorough analysis to determine which option is more effective. The card loses bargaining power once it is laid on the table. Even if we win the case at the WTO, there should be plans B and C prepared." and this is the question of whether to retaliate against china's response to third missile defense by taking this case escalating things to the world trade organization right
1: right right i think he's talking about the possibility of a multilateral solution for bilateral trade dispute between korea and china but the question is is, a, is a, WTO, I mean, this settlement process is also like arbitration process, and you have to come up with the hard evidence to prove there is certain you know, WTO violations, such as MFN, most favored nation. So it's not easy to prove it. That's the problem. Yeah. It, one can understand why
0: we're considering options at this point because it, it it's painfully obvious, painfully because right. so many companies are being affected directly and indirectly. Like, and EMR, in
1: right. Lotte, right? You might withdraw from China, right?
0: And obvious because it seems to coincide with the, the decision to deploy Thad and the subsequent deployment. But so, so what, what would be options B and C, do you think?
1: Uh, I guess I, I, I don't think, well, I, I looked at other, other news, uh, news article about his uh, speech here, but I guess maybe there's a different story here because the, in the same speech, he said, press release, he said he wants a uh, new type of FTA between Incheon and Shanghai. So I guess he was uh, just, um, he just played, you know, see what happened. He just played in the, you know, I mean, testing water, how China react. But if I'm the Chinese government, I don't think I care about whatever the Korean government said because they knew what was going to happen. And plus, in WTO, this process, it's not easy to win, actually. So it takes a lot of time, too.
0: But, But it does seem like they're giving the attempt at cooperation a go. Just as we're seeing with North Korea, actually, still it's showing a lot of resilience with mm. these friendly policies, despite the hostile responses coming their way.
1: Yeah, but I'm still. I think it's time to really get together. I mean, the, one the funny thing is that right after he had a press release, the Blue House, right, the Cheong made, made a something, made a statement, kind of in you know against whatever he said. because he said, "You're not going to go Cheong Wa say well, we're not going to, you know, ruin our relationship with China in what." Whatsoever, because that this is very important time for us to have Chinese support on those Korean issue.
0: China's made it clear, it doesn't like Thad, doesn't want Thad to be there. Thad is there,
1: much like President Trump. Are they going to back down and just say, okay, fine then? Uh, well, this is, there's some political issue them too, right? There's a politics, there are internal politics in China also. So I don't think they can say, you know, oh, we love Thad, right? I mean, there's their their own no. problem, right? Again, that's
0: my. Uh, That's my colourful reading of whatever statement they might issue uh, conceding ground. Uh, Thank you very much, Professor Ai. Thank you. This week's quotes with Professor Anjun Song, Graduate School of International Studies at Yonsei University. And our programme for today will be back Monday at 7.05. Escape with Kaleishin comes after your latest news headlines.